Welcome to Virtual School Assembly. I'm your host, Tyler Christensen. I'm a productivity speaker, author, and classroom teacher. Here at Virtual School Assembly, I interview Hollywood celebrities, professional athletes, Olympians, speakers, and educators who share messages of inspiration, education, and hope to better prepare you for an ever-changing and uncertain world. Thanks for joining us. Let's get started. All right, welcome back to Virtual School Assembly. Today, our guest is Courtney Hicks. Courtney was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, the oldest and only girl of four children. She took a radio internship while in college at Michigan State that led to a 25-plus year career in broadcasting. She's lived and worked in Chicago, D.C., Charlotte, and has recently moved to Augusta, Georgia to become the morning news anchor with plans to eventually work for a national news network. Courtney, we are so excited to have you on the show. Welcome to Virtual School Assembly. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. I want to welcome all uh, the young people to the virtual assembly, this new way of of gathering. And I I like it so much because it just brings people together and might not had it been for this virtual assembly. I would have never gotten to check you out and you would have never gotten to check me out. So I'm definitely uh, happy to be here. And I want to thank everybody for um, including me and inviting me to be a part. Um, So as you heard in that beautiful introduction, thank you so much. um, I started off um, in radio. Um, You know, I I went through school like, like, like you are now taking regular courses, math, which I did not like, uh, biology, science, but you know, you got to study and get those good grades. Um, and then I went to Michigan State University and a long, 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 long time ago, probably before some of you were even born back in the late eighties. Um, we didn't even have computers. We didn't have social media. We relied a lot on, um, face-to-face interactions, shaking hands, writing letters, meeting people. And that is how I got my first radio opportunities, what we call an internship. Um, probably the same type of an internship that you hear about now. Maybe um, your mom or dad might have had an internship in the beginning of their careers, or you might have older brothers or sisters or family members who could be in college or in high school with, with internships. So that's where I started. And I learned everything there was to learn about radio. So much so, I fell in love with it and decided to make it my career choice. Now, of course, I was already in college. I was already about three years, two or three years into my into my major, into my field of study, into what I wanted to become. And then all of a sudden, imagine going home and telling your parents who are paying for college, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something else. And so it was a really scary decision, but I felt like it was something for me. I loved music. I was a student of music. I studied music. And I felt being in radio and playing all of my favorite songs was the best and closest way I could honor my love for music. And so I just told my parents, I'm gonna be a radio DJ. And they just were like, okay. But fortunately enough for me, it did work out. Uh, That was the early 90s. I did one year in my college hometown of uh, uh, Lansing, Michigan. I was on a commercial radio station. So it wasn't a student radio station. And in that one year, I really, really hustled, worked my butt off, and was able to land a position in Chicago. So uh, at a very young age, fresh out of college, I went right to a big city, even though I'm from a big city like Detroit, but Chicago is like 
major, major big city, right? And so that was where most of my experience took place. Um, I was there for a while at a radio station, then came back to Detroit uh, and worked for a radio station, back to Chicago. And then from Chicago, um, I went way down south to Mobile, Alabama. And what are they famous for? Oh, Mardi Gras, the original home of Mardi Gras. And down there, it was a much smaller station and a much smaller city. But because my field was changing, things were changing, technology was starting to take over, I knew that I had to find another skill, something else to add on to what, to what I was already doing. So I decided to take this position down in Mobile because I became the boss. <laughs> so I was still on the radio, I was still a DJ, but I was also learning how to run a radio station with my assistant management position. And I'm really glad I did that. I was down there for about two years. And then when I was ready to go, another great opportunity in a real big city came calling and I took it. So after that, I went to Washington, D.C. And so I was there for about five years um, during the Obama administration. And so with that, I was able to work with then First Lady Michelle Obama as a part of her press corps. And we did a lot of activities with young people kind of like yourself. Um, the Get Moving campaign, we would go around and dance and we would preach about good nutrition and moving your body and how that'll help, you know, your day go, go much better as far as learning what you need to learn and just have good positive days at school. Um, and then after that, in this business, you got to keep it moving sometimes and you got to go where the best opportunity is. And so after my time in D.C. was over, when you get grown, you'll learn more about contracts and contract negotiations. Don't worry about it now. I went to Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina, and I stayed in management. So I was still in radio management and I was also on the air. But this time I landed a TV position. So in the morning, I was what you would consider like an entertainment contributor. I would go on the air with the news anchors that you see on TV in the morning at night and sitting at the anchor desk. And I would talk about lifestyles and cooking and, and what kind of fashion was hot and what was going on in the community and then in the afternoon I would go and do my radio show well one day I was sitting down thinking like hmm I really like this tv thing and I decided after my time was done at my Charlotte radio station that I wanted to pursue being a television anchor full-time unfortunately the opportunity didn't come from Charlotte and after a lot of interviews and a lot of disappointments and sometimes almost giving up, I landed my position right here in Augusta, Georgia as a morning news anchor. And I anchor every morning, Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. in the morning until 9 a.m. And we get started at like 3 in the morning. So even though you see the folks come on television at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, uh, they've been there a few hours prior to getting ready. And so that's where I am now. So that's that's 25 years of a career wrapped up in about 10 minutes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is great. Uh, I was excited to have you on the show, Courtney, because I think a lot of kids want to be involved in media in some capacity. And we've had Hollywood actors and directors on the show. We've had a few people in radio. Um, but your story is so cool because you started in radio broadcasting and have transitioned into an anchor position. And, and I think it's important for kids to see that there is room for um, mobility, for making changes throughout your career, 
just as there are in a bunch of other professions, you can move around and try different things and move up the ranks. Um, yep. Now, one of the things about your profession in particular is you're following the opportunities, which has required you to move a lot. Has that been a challenging thing or is it exciting or a little of both? How, how have you enjoyed moving around the country? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's been a little bit of both. So there's been about, well, minus my hometown, there's been about four cities that I've moved to over 25 years, which really isn't too bad. Sure. Um, but I think what it, what's exciting about it is I've always been a people person, always been very fearless. I love going to a new city, learning about, you know, what that city is all about, what drives the people in that city, the culture, the customs. Um, I, I like to just get in my car and ride around and get lost to see if I can find my way back. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, that's very exciting to, to just, you know, expose yourself, to be able to expose yourself to a new and different experience. Um, prior to me moving to Mobile, Alabama, I hadn't spent that much time in the South. I mean, you would drive, either drive through the South or maybe go visit on an airplane and jump on an airplane and go back but never spending time and, and really becoming a part of the culture. So that's what I really do enjoy about moving to different cities and different parts of the country. I think the only drawback would be the moving. It can actually, it can actually make you super duper tired. I mean, when you're talking about, you know, um, um, packing up your house with everything that you accumulate, everything that you gather throughout the years of living in a house or an apartment. You have to pack all of that up. You have to make arrangements with movers and trucks and you have to do this and you have to do that. And so I think that that is the, that is the drawback, the fact that you can get a little tired. Sometimes, depending on the kind of company you work for, they'll give you a little help and sometimes they won't. Right. But uh, I, I think that those are those are two kind of things that that are one one's good and and one is maybe not so good or not as good as the other. But all in all, I've enjoyed moving to these different cities over the years. Right now, one of uh, an important discussions that's happening right now in the United States is this Black Lives Matter movement, where we're realizing that we're not doing a great job as a society of understanding other cultures and being good listeners and trying to understand both sides of different issues. Has moving helped you in that regard in understanding different groups of people and, and different cultures? Absolutely. Not only the moving, but also I think maybe being in the industry that I'm in, um, as far as what would be considered um, entertainment or, or media, um, you're going to encounter a lot of folks from different walks of life who who look different from you, who talk different from you, who eat different foods um, from what you what you eat, who um, you know live in different neighborhoods and, and different kind of homes than you do. And so from very early on, I had some great, great parents. And I, I think they always knew the importance to make sure me and my brothers um, you know, had had friendships and connections outside of our own own culture. So fast forward to to now and and the, and the Black Lives Movement. Um, I think it's critical that that people understand that um, yes, um, we are all the same on the inside, 
but unfortunately we're judged by what we look like on the outside and until you know we continue to be honest with one another and say hey you are different from me but let's respect the differences and how can we move forward and either come to a place of agreement or you might hear this a lot agree to disagree but still be respectful in the way that we treat one another, in the way that we talk to one another, in the way that we, you know, uh, sit down at the lunch table with one another or the way we communicate in the classroom with one another. So I believe that it's, it's, it's okay to be different. I mean, that's how, that's how we were all designed is, you know, I think that makes the world very interesting that we're all different. And I think that's okay. I just think we have to do a much, much better job at respecting those differences. Absolutely. That's really good advice. Now, if we look back in your career, one of the things early on that you mentioned is while you were in Lansing, you took this internship at a radio station, which gave you a feel for for the profession. And internships have really changed a lot over the last 20, 30 years, because while there still are a lot of formal internships, there's also a lot of opportunities to just try things out. So for example, right now I'm a, a TV show host, right? And on a yep. YouTube channel. And I, I have no aspirations of getting into media or broadcasting <laughs> or anything like that. Well, but, thank you. Thank you. Come on. We'll thank you. <laughs> but the truth is I get to test it out because I have the technology that makes that possible. I have the resources. Right. If I don't know how to do something, I can Google it or watch YouTube videos. With, right. with that changing landscape, I'm a little curious about how you transitioned from radio into television, because I doubt you took a formal internship for television. How did you kind of take those steps to transition over into TV? Yeah, well, it took a while. Um, it, it took me a, a little over a year to really, um, I don't know, maybe convince somebody that I, was, I, could, I had the skill set to, to be a, a news anchor. And what I really had to draw down on um, was, okay, as a radio personality, what were the similarities between, you know, being on the radio um, and being a news anchor? And at the end of the day, it it was still a, a situation where I was informing and entertaining, where I was gathering facts, when I was, you know, interacting and talking with listeners, now viewers. And so um, I really had to think about like, okay, so, so, so what is my experience to be able to switch that lane? And then TV has, something, has been something that's been on and off uh, for about 10 or so years. So it wasn't like I was coming in um, without any TV experience. It's just when it comes to this particular title of a news anchor, that comes with a specific set of um, duties and um, expectations in regards to what they call um, news intellect, meaning how much do you do you really know, and how much do you know to take that information and 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 be able to use it in a way that um, allows people to you know learn what they need to learn throughout the day and be informed. And so when I sort of kind of just thought it through and had had help from people like an agent. So I do have a, a, a news agent who sort of kind of, um, a talent agent rather, who was able to kind of see my vision and understand where I was coming from and see my worth. Um, he was able to better package it for me and to, to um, sell it or explain it to, uh, to a news company 
um, so they can understand what, what the fit would be. Um, and so anything that, that I may have fallen short with um, in regards to having this new opportunity, uh, they've allowed me to come into this newsroom and learn it super quick. And then it really just began to really match up with the skill set that was already there, which was appealing to people. You know, at the end of the day, when you turn on the news, you watch one of the news networks, um, you just want somebody who you feel is bringing you, you know, the timely information. And that was my biggest strong strength, uh, which is really what got me the job and all the other um, uh, skills uh, that, were, that, were, that were learnable. Um, I was given the opportunity to hurry up and learn them. And so that, that probably was the biggest um, challenge. But um, when you know that you're right for something, um, sometimes that opportunity will come about just because you have the desire and the passion. Um, and then everything else will catch up. Yeah. Now, I like that you mentioned your agent here. And I think one of the skills that is becoming increasingly important for kids um, going into the job market is the ability to network and get a team around you that will help you see your long-term goal, your long-term vision. Can you talk about uh, that a little bit? What has been the role in other people in your life to getting to where you are now? Yeah, you know, it was, a, it was an interesting shift because as you move along in your career, you become like the experienced one. You become like the mentor. And so I have all of these, you know, young people coming up in, in radio and television under me uh, whose careers I've helped out over the years. And then I decide to decide to make this shift. And then all of a sudden, I'm the mentee. I'm the one who's the student all over again. So that just shows you that you never stop learning. You'll always be the student, even if you do kind of master something and become a teacher. You, you always want to remain teachable. And so what, what has helped me in that is being able to connect with people. Staying teachable has allowed me to connect with people who, um, like we were just saying, who helped me um, um, understand how, what my value would be. Um, because maybe not being in, you know, the newsroom for so long, I didn't understand some of the words and some of the language or some of the titles um, to help formally um, present my case, if you will. But when I, when I hooked up with um, girlfriends who were already anchors and they became my teachers, uh, when, I, when I was able to network and find my agent on LinkedIn, and um, he was able to assign and give me a little bit more definition and help package and frame uh, my skill set, um, then it, 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 it happened just like that. Something that I was trying to do for over a year really happened within a few months. So it's, it's not a magical thing, but it, it can happen in an instant in a sense that you have, again, the right people around you and um, you're ready and prepared for the opportunity. So networking, getting to know people, taking those internships, and it can start right now as simply as, you know, practice. There might be a teacher that you have every day, but there might be a teacher on another part, you know, in another part of the school that maybe you'll have in another grade, or maybe you just didn't have that class. But who's to say that that teacher and what they bring or, or, 
or what they the knowledge that they have can help you. So maybe it'd be on you to go across the across the hall or down the hall to to just meet that teacher and just say hello and just kind of pick their brain in regards to what they can help you with. Uh, and that's that's right. You know, your networking can start right there in, in school with maybe an unfamiliar teacher or counselor or whatever the case may be, because it helps. It helps when you get a little older and try to get into your career. It really, really does. Absolutely. And I've seen that in my own life when I've wanted to learn a new skill or explore a different career avenue. I often will just take people out to lunch and, and ask them, yeah. you know, I have some questions. And I remember I did that when I was a professor. I, w I was finishing graduate school. And I wanted to know about, you know, what's the life like of a professor. So I took one of my favorite professors. I asked him, can I take you out to lunch? And was oh. able to pick his brain. And he was excited. He got a free lunch out of it, yeah. you know. And, but I learned so much in that conversation. So I've replicated that over oh. and over. Um, Absolutely. Because it works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now, one, one question I know kids are going to have when they hear about you being a morning news anchor, and you just mentioned three o'clock is when your day is starting. That is something most kids don't want to even think about, that, you know, they want to <laughs> sleep in the morning. So how have you adapted as you've had to wake up earlier and change your whole day's schedule? What has that been like for you? I don't think you ever adapt. I don't think you ever get used to it um, because to be to be at work at three in the morning, I get up at about two. Right. So when you when you when you start your new career, you know maybe your first job out of out of uh, college or some type of uh, uh, training school or whatever the case may be. Um, uh, and maybe you're living out on your own, make sure you kind of stay close to your job, especially if you got to be there at some crazy hours. So yeah, I, I usually get in the bed about 6, 6.30. It's so hard, especially in the summertime. It's still light outside. I got neighbors hollering and screaming and barbecuing and having fun. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready for bed at like 6, 6.30. And then I'm up at 2. Um, and I usually get out of the house about 10 minutes to three because I, I live relatively close to the station. And yeah, from three until about 4.30, um, it's about going over your scripts, making sure, you know, you can, you can, you understand what's going on, understand the story. You're talking to your producers, uh, for the girls, we're putting on, you know, the makeup and, and making sure we look as, as, as nice as we can possibly look. Um, and then um, we're on, it's a long newscast, it's four hours long, so we don't, we stay what we call, we stay local, so we don't, we don't, we don't, see, you don't see like a Good Morning America or a Today Show, we stay, we stay right there, in, right here in the city of Augusta, so it's a long show, and uh, we finish up at about nine, and then after that we have what we call an editorial meeting, we talk about how things went, what, what could have done better, and what we have up for the following day. And prior to the pandemic, we usually stayed until about noon and then we were out of there. Uh, but with this pandemic, we're using safety precautions and everybody can go finish up their work at home. Um, but it's, it's, I, I like the morning shift because it's kind of like you can get in and out and you can have the rest of your day. Um, but it is very brutal when the alarm clock goes off at, at two o'clock in the morning. And, yeah. and, and that's, that's with, if, if there's any sort of kind of overnight breaking news, sometimes we'll have to come in at about 1230 midnight, one o'clock, depending on, you know, what has happened in, in the world or in our city or the country. So it could be a little brutal. It could be a little yeah. brutal. 
I think the lesson here for kids is sometimes you have to make sacrifices to live That's your right. Yeah. And, and even in normal professions, I, I go to work at five o'clock in the morning because yep. I do have a commute. I don't live right close to the school I teach at. And I want that time to go over my lesson plans and prepare for That's my right. students. And so yep. we make sacrifices so we can have the job that we've That's dreamt about right. for all those years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Well, Courtney, it's been so cool to hear about your journey and some of the ins and outs of being an anchor and, and a radio yeah. personality. Um, I think you've, you've provided a ton of value for the kids here. Good. If, if they want to follow you or, or see what you're up to, what's the best way for them to, to see you or connect with you online? Yep, you can connect with me on, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not on Snapchat. I'm not on TikTok. I'm just on regular Facebook and regular um, Instagram. So on Facebook, uh, it's Courtney Hicks. There's no U in my name, so it's C-O-R-T-N-E-Y. H-I-C-K-S on, on Facebook and on Instagram it's Courtney Hicks on air and uh, it's just me you know living my life and um, you know um, making sure that you know you know what I do counts and, and matters and and as far as you guys being the next generation you know I think all eyes on you because you, you guys got next you're up next and we're really gonna because you're you're gonna be taking care of me because I'm gonna be like a senior citizen when you you know and I'm gonna need you guys to take care of me and so I'm, I'm counting on you guys to really you know get in your educations or whatever path you choose to take and really um, make sure that uh, everything you do um, matters and that um, you know you you continue to make a difference. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Courtney. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Same here. Same here. Thank you so much for joining us today on Virtual School Assembly. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever else you listen to Virtual Assemblies, and leave us a rating and review so we know what you learned and took away from this Virtual Assembly. Videos and show notes are found at virtualschoolassembly.com. And if you're a school leader and you're looking for a speaker for virtual or traditional in-school assemblies, or if you're looking for some teacher training, I'd love to connect with you to see how I can help. You can check out my website at tylerchristiansen.com. Thanks. You are super duper. Let's go out and make the world a better place. Bye-bye.